All right, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. It's your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters. And live in the studio, I have represent... We're going to be speaking about mental health awareness, which is so important. I have members of the How We See It, Inc., 501c3. Um, I have Jeff Rocker, who's the co-founder, vice president, and he's also a marriage and family therapist. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And I also have Daryl Campbell, who's a social worker, and he's also a board member of How We See It, Inc. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning. Good morning. And live in the studio, I also have Herman McLean, who's a clinical therapist and also a board member. Good morning, Herman. I'm good, sorry. Morning, good morning. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> hey, Daryl. <laughs> I'm all mixing up the names. Okay, so this is, like, so important because our community does not speak about mental health awareness. Not at all. And it is only because of the things that are happening in our world that are becoming normal, that when we hear it on the news, we don't even look at the TV anymore. We're like, Mm -hmm. whatever. That mental health awareness is actually becoming more aware now because, you know, people in our community don't really deal with therapy and all those things. So I definitely welcome you guys because this is a topic that I've really been wanting to discuss for a minute. So explain to me what exactly is How We See It, Inc. Okay, well, How We See It was, it actually became to fruition from a conversation between between brothers. Mm -hmm. And it kind of evolved into trying to figure out and understand who that brother is, but the narrative of that brother was already predetermined. So that idea, that concept kind of evolved and flourished into the concept of how we see it. In our platform is trying to change the narrative of the black man. It just happens, you know, just so happened that we happen to be involved in the therapeutic field Mm -hmm. and it naturally just progressed towards mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is also one of our missions is to, you know, ensure that therapeutic services are available to us in our community. When things happen in our community, you know how like the news automatically says mental illness and not everybody's using that as a reason why they murder, a reason why. How real is that? Do you think if someone murders someone... They can automatically say it's mental illness. I think it all makes sense. If you, I think I would say everything, everything makes sense in context. If you know somebody's story, and now what you're starting to see is that even the Parkland shooting, we, um, they always say it's mental after the fact. And what we're trying to prevent before it gets to that point for people to get seek help because people need help but they don't know where to go. I then sometimes a lot of times we're like, you know, that person's crazy or that person is just acting weird, but they never come to the idea that you know maybe he's depressed, mm-hmm. maybe he's very anxious, maybe he's bipolar, and these are the things we're trying to change within the community because black folks don't seek therapy. That's something that we're trying to change. Listen, I'm Haitian. Mm-hmm. Oh, forget about it. Right, you already know the deal. Yeah, so. so I, I got to hit your mom. <laughs> okay, oh. I will pray for you. <laughs> Messy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even my mom would have seen Jesus will help you. <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think it's a important fact to point out here, though. Just because somebody is dealing with mental illness does not make them a killer, make, does not make mm-hmm. them a threat to society. I think the media has gone above and beyond to try to point out that because you are dealing with mental illness you are a threat to our community and mm-hmm. that is not the fact at, at all they are normal law-abiding citizens they just have an issue that they need trouble in balancing with we all have our own issues that we deal with exactly. but for them it's more of let's try to figure out what's going on mentally something that we cannot see and they can only see what they're dealing with absolutely mm-hmm. yes but absolutely. what exactly does how we see it in do like is this pro like what what is how we see it like well, if i contact how we see it today is it only for women is it men is it everybody like what is it 
it's it's for people who wants to change the narrative of mental health. It's because you know most times nine out of ten times we are we're ill represented by how society sees black folks. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that we can say that black folks are actually our therapists. I think is the biggest thing. Just like how Obama became president, now they say that they can actually see a black um, th- um president. Now you can see a black therapist because so now you can connect with them. Mm-hmm. Well, black folks when they see therapy, they see a Dr. Phil. And someone that they can't really relate to. They see all the white males. They're like, you know what? I can't connect him. He's not cool. He don't, we would not ever understand my pain or struggle. For us, young, four of us, the other fourth member is not here right now, but it's a young black therapist that, that's changing the narrative about mental health altogether. So this way, you could connect. You could understand them. You could understand the struggles, the lack of resources, the lack of aid in our community, particularly in the black community. And funding for mental yes. health as well. Correct. Pretty much on our, our mission is, and basically how we see it is, is that we want to increase knowledge about mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. We want to expand the awareness uh, within our community, and we want to uplift our community through work of volunteering, advocacy, and um, trying to get more funding into our community. Yeah, absolutely. We need so it. so we I'd need like it. to discuss with each of you separately, because each of you went to school for what is it a t- psychology we went for psychology no, yeah. say a trait <laughs> social of, work yeah okay career. so a let's career start career yeah, career, career. career. <laughs> I'm, like, yes. oh, I'm like y'all did school for what <laughs> so i want to speak to herman first okay. you're a clinical therapist correct a board member of how we see it inc and a clinical therapist what exactly is a clinical therapist so a clinical therapist is where, I guess to, to, to put it in a most simplistic way, is a genuine, authentic listener. So it's just therapy. Like just I go therapy. in you and go, speak, you, you don't prescribe anything. I don't it's prescribe just a talk. it. Just a talk. And you're like a third party that has no exact interest in, like if I went to you for therapy. Unbiased. Yeah, unbiased. Uh-huh. That's what it's Absolutely. called. Like, you don't have a personal opinion because you're not friends mm-hmm. with this person or friends. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you hear a lot of problems all day long. All day long. But the, but but the I think the most important thing is that even though I I hear like a whole host of problems, everybody's completely different. Everybody's exactly. issue is different and everybody's resolve is differently. So, you know, it, it kind of it's like a, a, a kind of like a edge 22 where mm. like you get to see the worst, but you also get to see the best in people. Mm. And, and that's really what a clinical therapist is. Someone that can install or like install hope in somebody that's hopeless. So how, what do you do? Like when someone comes to you with problems or issues, cause you're, you're speaking to them to try to solve it or so giving them a different outlook on what they're, or what, what exactly do, so, so pretty much giving like somebody a different a different set of eyes to the situation that they're in, mm-hmm. and pretty much presenting them with questions to help them figure it out. Okay. Okay. So like I may I may have and I, I may have done like a hundred years of school, mm-hmm. but I'm like the expert in the book, like the books, right? But you're the expert of your life. Mm-hmm. So what I learned in school really doesn't translate to your life unless you make it make sense. So if I can take what I've learned and kind of conceptualize it to you, reframe it so you have a different set of eyes, question your purpose and your intent, where your end goal and what your goals are, and help you figure it out and get to that path. Okay. Right. And so, Daryl, you're a social worker. What exactly is a social worker? Yes, yeah, so a social worker, a lot of people kind of, correlate that to like welfare and, and things of that nature but social work is way more than that we we dabble into policy we dabble into uh community work we dabble into advocacy so pretty much a social worker is an overall basis of what um we can go ahead and be a voice of um being a voice of the p- 
people. Um, for me, I am I specialize in addiction, mm-hmm. and um, so I work with individuals that deal with co-occurring disorders, um, both the mental and the substance abuse. But with my primary focus on is the addiction, and with the mission and the goal to maintain uh, sobriety. Um, throughout that process. So you're like guiding people that have an addiction to, is it opioids too? Yes, like that's opioid, the drug, drug, drug addiction. Yeah, exactly. Drug addiction. Um, guiding those who have opioids, prescription medication, um, all those um, marijuana, alcohol, which is definitely prevalent in our society today, uh, especially with all the commercials and things of that yeah. nature. So, but you guide them to like what programs are available in their area or like... Yeah, so pretty much I do individual <laughs> therapy, one-on-one therapy um, in that they come to me and we'll sit down, we figure out ways to kind of fi- uh, balance your life. So mm-hmm. maybe in one area where they were utilizing, um, using so much of the drug, uh, let's substitute that for something healthy in a way that, mm-hmm. that can change your perspective, you know, because a lot of times when you come, when a, a person suffering from drug addiction, they'll sit down and they'll say, well, all I think about is a drug. Okay, so what can we do to work to get your mind off that drug? And by doing that is finding new activities that they might par- par- be able to participate in, coming mm-hmm. up with ideas. So pretty much I look at it as uh, let's throw out, all, as a personal trend, let's get all everything on the board. Let's see what which one you can pull in and take away from and and let's see which ones are you willing to try at that time so opening up and spending their awareness in that that level okay and jeff you are a oh this one's juicy you're a marriage and family therapist yes that's what does what is your job entail like couples come to you or people with bad kids or like how does it work that's a sin i specialize in couples. i don't mean to call the kids bad no 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 we love the kids too we love the kids <laughs> but definitely i help people get into relationships i help people maintain relationships and I help people get out of relationships you know and this world is never a dull moment and you, you tend to realize that we all need help I and mean, we all seek it for love mm-hmm. all forms of love and not just strictly couples but Mother, daughter, mm-hmm. husband and wife, sometimes employers and employees. So all forms of relationship I deal with. And I try to help them interact with each other in a better manner. Which, like, do any of your, because you already said, Herman and Daryl, I'm assuming, yes. that you guys aren't allowed to write prescriptions. Does your, do you, because only a psychiatrist can write prescriptions, Correct. right? Correct. So you are just talking through everything. Yes. Yes. How many sessions is too many sessions that a person is just like, you know, that a person is just not going to get it or something? Like, how many sessions are too many sessions? Well, that's tricky. That is yeah, tricky. That's tricky because, see, I I guess you could even reframe that question to say, how many sessions does it take for you to go to the gym to get right, even though you're not getting right? Mm. You're still going to go. You're still going yeah. to go to the gym mm-hmm. to try to get right. I guess in the therapeutic like, aspect of it, you're always constantly working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Always. You're never not working on yourself. And if you are, then you're in a complacent state. Mm-hmm. You know one time I went through a horrible breakup and I went to therapy but I I went to a psychologist okay they don't write prescriptions and um and every day I would go to this therapist I can't remember his name but if I saw him <laughs> I saw him one year at a festival and I was oh, like don't see me <laughs> but um that happens one I just kept and every week I would go to him or every two weeks I forgot what the sessions mm-hmm. were this was a long time ago and every week I would go in there and tell him the same stories I saw him in the club oh he's with another girl <laughs> And just, like, whining about the same things. And you know what finally cured me? So one day I'm sitting on his chair, and I'm telling this publicly for the first time. My friends know the story. They Tune laugh. in. But, exactly. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm sit- laying on the couch, like, sideways, and he was, like, 
side, like uh, to my right side, and he was in his chair. And all of a sudden, I'm like, and so then I saw him, and then this is saying the same boring story. And all of a sudden, I heard him snoring. And I just stopped talking and looked at him, and he fell asleep on me. But the thing was, was that. I didn't get mad or upset about it. I just sat there and silently well, I was giggling and I was like, oh my God, I'm even boring my therapist. I'm bored of these same stories about this guy. Oh God. So I walked to the lobby and I told the nurse, I was like, listen, Dr. Blah Blah fell asleep. She's like, oh my God, Cindy, I'm so sorry, this and that. I said, no, tell him he will never see me again. Not because I'm angry, <laughs> but he actually cured me. I'm boring myself. And right. when I tell you that snapped me, it was just the weirdest thing. Right. Like he fell asleep and I woke up. I was like, what the heck? But I think therapy is good because even here at Cox Media Group, they offer, I forgot the number, like you can call a number and you get like a few sessions for Mm -hmm. free Mm -hmm. to talk to people because it doesn't matter what job you do, whether you're on the air or you're working in sales or you're just an intern or whatever, everybody needs to talk to someone at Mm -hmm. some point because we have been raised to say pray, even though prayer does change everything, but we have been trained in our brain and raised to think that it's not okay to go talk to someone for help, Mm -hmm. a stranger, so to say, and to get help. What do you guys think about, like, our cultures? Because, I mean, you're Haitian, I'm Haitian, and Dominican. I'm I'm Jamaican. Jamaican. (laughs) Jamaican. So the Caribbean thing, forget about it. Like, the Caribbean (laughs) thing is, like, what did your parents... I'm I'm asking a million questions at once. What did your parents think when you told them what you were studying? Well, my mom works in the psychiatric unit at Brow General, so she's, like... It's right up up her alley. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm with her. And and your parents? My mom said no. (laughs) How'd you tell her? Like, Mom, I'm going to go study to be a... A doctor. You know how Haitians are. Yeah, you you have a doctor or a lawyer. Right. (laughs) So that's all they see. So for me, it's been an uphill battle with my mom, just Mm. to teach her... the need for mental health and how Educator. it's it's right to high highest plague our community, particularly mm-hmm. the Haitian community. Because mm-hmm. Haitians, you know, we we see, we see voodoo, mm-hmm. but really someone could be schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we try to tie the, the two is like you know there's a separate there's a, there's a difference between the two. But so, I don't yeah. care what if they, if if a Haitian person sees someone with schizophrenia, it's voodoo. They did voodoo. Yeah, right. exactly. Because right. that is not natural. Right. So but how do you help how do you help somebody who who they think is is going through voodoo? You go to the hood and find the little priest in <laughs> the, the back doctor. of the tree. <laughs> well, Burn the some bush. The right. Burn some bush. And we quickly learn that right. doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And at, at that point, that's why it's so important to seek a therapist at that point. Right. And what about you, Herman, your parents? How did they feel when you said that's what you were studying to be um, a clinical I, therapist? They're like, what is that? Yeah, totally. <laughs> what is that? But, you know, fortunate for me, you know, my parents have been, like, super supportive. Oh, my mother's good. an educator, so she knew the importance of education. And, like, whatever my dream was, they were they were all in for it. So, you know, they even though they didn't understand what it was mm-hmm. or even, like, now I'm trying to explain, like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Like even though that's the case, they they're they're still like a hundred percent for me. So, mm-hmm. no, I've been you know, grateful for these guys and grateful for my parents. But you know too, also that I feel like the media every time they're reporting something that happened bad or whatever, that I think the generation of parents that are just oblivious to what's actually going on, mm-hmm. they see it on the news every day now. So it's I think a lot. I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people is finally sinking in. You know what? We have major problems yes. mm-hmm. and major mental problems mm-hmm. they have to get help somehow mm-hmm. yeah the the 
th- big thing is is that what do you do when you come across somebody that has a mental illness or a mental health issue and a lot of people don't know where to begin or where, where to start what does it look like yeah and that's mm-hmm. that's what does it look like in our community yes, yes. Exactly. this is the bigger thing and that's where we're coming in and breaking those barriers and breaking those stigmas behind that it's like look you need to go sit down you need to talk with somebody when you, when uh, we look at uh, individuals that are that are in the position that we are in all you see is a lot of older white um, white males and um, well women and females, too. females. Women, yeah. well, a lot of women in this profession but it's, profession. it's the ones with the voices that we all recognize we see the Dr. Phil's and, mm. and, and, and all that and they got their own TV shows mm. what so, is Ayanla is she, she just she, a, she's a life coach self-motivated a life coach Oh, I, I'm not sure if she has credentials to be a therapist, but I think she's she she would be considered a life coach. Yes. Okay. Yes. And what what is the difference with a life coach and what you guys do? You guys are more medical. First, you know, you got to get licensed. Um, <laughs> really I mean, the life coach licensed. handles problems in the, the most simplistic way. You know, like, like say if someone needs to, if someone wants, wants to lose weight, you would tell them what go to the gym. Yeah, do yoga. Do yoga. Yeah, okay. Simplistic. That's what a life coach does. Mm. You know, a therapist will look at why do you feel like you need to go to the gym? Who's calling you fat? Do you feel like you're fat? You know, so mm-hmm. the, the mental part of things to, to, to connect the two. You know, why you're doing certain things because that makes more sense to help the problem, to, to control the problem, manage the problem better. Yet. Mm-hmm. And you spoke earlier about um, signs. What are signs? I mean, like the obvious sign is like when you see someone, oh, they're crazy. Like you yeah. know. The, Right. Everyone makes a joke out of everything and just so, move away. Well, what are honest signs? So some of the signs that are more common is that you see people are isolate themselves. They look appear withdrawn. Some of them eating more, eating, mm-hmm. sleeping yeah, more, lack of energy, lack of energy, lack of activities. You know, uh, and that's a sign of what? Depression. Depression. Yeah. So depression lack of self care. Mm-hmm. You see somebody that's usually well kept. All of a sudden, they're very disheveled, um, irritable, giving away their stuff, mm-hmm. just giving away their stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a clear sign of something's going on mentally. But um, we also have to recognize that. A lot of the stuff that that come about in the actions of of isolation and 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 giving away stuff is a lot of traumatic issues, traumatic Trauma. things, uh, yeah. things happen. that happen to mm-hmm. them, and that comes part of the mental health. Like once something something of an event happened to you, it does it, based on how you perceive it is how you're going to handle the situation. And if it's something that is really meaningful to you, some people don't know don't have the skills or the um to to take on those issues. So it's more of how do you deal with things when it's so eventful for you and how do you get yourself out of there yes we all grieve and we all lose things mm-hmm. um, lose family lose friends and how do you get yourself and pick yourself back up mm-hmm. you know right. we're not telling you not to take time out and acknowledge and, and acknowledge the loss but you know at some point you have to re- recognize that this is not a good state for me to stay in I need yeah. to get around people I need to talk with somebody I need I need help and we all have mm-hmm. we, we I need an outlet to, to reach out to and so that's Cause, what because so many people hold it in yeah. yes just yes. festers and yeah, because they feel like I can do this on my own. I've 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 been taught to do this on my own. You know, mm-hmm. if we try to do it, we're considered weak if we ask for help. Yeah, and that's that. That's men. That, yeah, and that's that stigma mm-hmm. that we're trying to man. break. Yes, we're trying to change the fact that when people say "man up," toughen it up, figure it mm-hmm. out, or it's not that Don't serious. Cry. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. You can't have that anymore. Because when pe- people are allowed to cry, people are allowed to vent, and we want to change it, particularly the black man. I know yeah. a lot of times we're not allowed to. We want to be seen big and strong, yeah. but mm-hmm. that, that doesn't help anyone, particularly mm-hmm. ourselves. But that's why there's so much anger and violence, because they keep everything in, all the hurt, yes. whether yeah. they lost someone, exactly. this and that. And the only way they can express themselves is by stealing, fighting. Mm-hmm. 
breaking the law, mm-hmm. and we want to change that. Bullying people mm-hmm. around, yeah. exactly. hurting yes. people with the words. It, is there a difference between depression and mental illness? Like, when you're depressed, mm-hmm. or there's different forms of depression? Yes, oh, yes. Definitely, yes. Definitely, definitely. Different yes. levels, that, yes. different, mm-hmm. different levels to depression. Mild, moderate, severe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are the different treatments? Like, at what point for depression are you just speaking to someone? At what point with depression are you actually like, okay, I think you need to go see a doctor who can medicate you? Like, how do you guys come up with that? Or you you guys are just, like, oh, have you ever absolutely. referred yeah. a patient? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. When, when the depression is at the most, like, unmanageable point, mm-hmm. the person's probably, like, like suicidal at that point or, or, or about to step into, like, a crisis state, mm-hmm. then I would definitely refer out to, like a psychiatrist or a crisis unit for mm-hmm. stabilization. You know, after stabilization, then mm-hmm. maybe they could come back and then we go back to the table and figure it out again. But mm-hmm. at that point in time, when, they, when they're like on the danger zone of hurting themselves or hurting someone else... Mm-hmm. There's nothing we could do about it. Nothing you can do about it. You need a high level of care. Right. What about children? Do you guys ever have patients who are children that are depressed? How do kids get depressed? Do kids suffer from depression? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. yes. And that's something something else that we want to, again, be able to change and provide for the community. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we want to be able to say... Who else better to talk to than somebody that knows and looks just like you and went through the same struggles you did, mm-hmm. you know? And, th- and that, to me, is the... Is the, the it's powerful. It, is the, that's a powerful message. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you guys do, how we see it, Inc.? What is it, like you said that you mm-hmm. have... Do you guys have, like, circles of discussions with men? Or? Absolutely. So... What, how do you... Okay, right now, I go as a woman. How we see it in? <laughs> right. Can I become a member? No, it's all men right now? Or? It, it's it's, it's we're, predicated we're, for men. Yeah. However, it's for everybody. Everyone, correct. It's but everyone. it's important for men because of what we just discussed. That ego, that stigma that we put on men. You can't cry. What? You're mm. weak. You're a marshmallow. You won't do... You know, you're a softy. You're supposed to be fighting for my love and protecting yeah. your family. I'm what not, are you doing crying? I think more all than, those pressures. More than anything, we're trying to empower the voices of all black males. Mm-hmm. Because when people think of black males, they think of being unemployed, uneducated, unworthy. Mm-hmm. And create dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Conversation. That, that includes that women as well. Even, yes. even the perception of the role of what a black man is mm-hmm. to women, we need to try to figure that part out because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's been in a mystery. Yeah. See, the, the perception of what a black man is is evolving and changing. Right, all, all we're, we're emotional. We're very emotional. Like, but we have no way to express it. Mm-hmm. We have no way to voice our opinion. And this platform is just a perfect aspect and a blend. I, I hate to say it, but it's almost like a perfect storm for us to create dialogue mm-hmm. to kind of create the vision and the world that we want to live in. Do you have to meetings so that, like, when are your meetings or when do you meet up to have these discussions? So we have podcasts coming out. We okay. have we have break time. Our other, our fourth uh, member who's not here, Corey Legrand. He's an industrial psychologist. So what we, does that we, mean? So he does like the corporate as the, the corporate aspect yeah. of psychology. So mm. Performance and employees, it, employees, mm. corporate efficiency. Oppression. You know, EAPs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So all of that, uh, he does that. And uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking too many questions at the same time. I'm yeah, I was like, sorry. Uh, no, do you guys have meetings? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. So, no yeah, so we have a podcast. Corey Legrand has a podcast coming out, Break Time. Uh, me and Jeff have a podcast coming yeah. out called For the Heart. Um, Daryl has a blog. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. Baltimore, yeah. we're using all types of platforms. All yeah. platforms. Social media, different schools, you know. Yeah. Any- so, where do they go to follow you guys? Where, where do they find it or what do they Google? 
Uh, so we, we have a website, howwesee.it.life. How we on all social dot media. Life. I like that. How we see it dot life. Mm-hmm. We have an Instagram, how we see it. How how we see it on all all, all platforms. You can yep. just Google you can Twitter, just Google us. Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook Instagram. Instagram. We, don't have, we don't have Snap. Right, no snap. No snap. Y'all are slipping. What's right. going on? Right. No, so I want everyone right now, um, because we're wrapping up the show, believe it or not. Again, how we see it dot life is the website to go find out and then also google how we see it if you don't on all social media also how we see it is basically where you can find out and let's open up the uh the conversations with mental health awareness especially amongst men i think that's Mm -hmm. amazing what you guys are doing i want to thank you guys for coming by jeff rocker daryl campbell herman mclean all of you how we see it dot life Make sure you log on. Your girl, Super Cindy. Oh, go- bye, guys. I'll let you guys oh, say bye. Right. Girl, bye, Cindy. <laughs> Thank bye. you so much. You guys have Follow to come us. back and, Follow please. Yeah, please. and give us an update on what's going on with your podcast and please. all the stories and By the way, follow me on Instagram, Ask Jeff. We're looking for a couple's therapy. Oh, Ask Jeff? Yes. Okay. IG. Okay, since we're doing Instagram, it's yes. at Herman McLean. Instagram. Hello, and Daryl. Right. At N underscore credible with a K. Okay. If you're looking for individual therapy. And our yes. fourth person, sorry, at no, Legendary. Corey Legrand, search him on uh, social media. Uh, again, he's the industrial psych. He is the glue that keeps us going, and we just trying to keep this thing going. I love that brotherhood. Your girl, Super Cindy. Have a great Sunday, y'all. All right.